What's up, guys? We have Floyd and Sandra Gibbs today. They are a wonderful couple, amazing energy. You're really going to love this. Um, great zest for life, great outlook on life. Um, they've built and grown their own successful home inspection company, and they're also instructors at ICA. So different perspectives here, unique perspectives in terms of growing the business, but also teaching new inspectors. So there's something for everyone here. They are a multi-inspector company, so they teach new inspectors how to get in the business and grow and be professional, but then they're also experiencing... Um, challenges and learnings in terms of uh, what multi-inspectors face. So there's something to learn there. A um, couple updates for you guys. We're in March already, hard to believe. It's been a tough couple of months for a lot of companies out there. And I just wanted to kind of reiterate some of the things I'm hearing at conferences, some of the things I'm hearing from multi-inspector companies that are weathering the storm. Some of them are actually thriving in these environments because they're gaining market share They've put work into their branding. They have that brand awareness. So a little bit of an encouragement for new inspectors or for anyone that's down and saying that there's no inspections out there. Um, there still are. There are inspections out there. There are fewer, but with NAR still forecasting, you know, 4 million homes to be sold this year, there's still market share to gain it. There's still agents to meet. So I encourage you to hit those open houses. Um, get on social media, start interacting with these agents that are still busy and still doing transactions because it is happening. And we saw a big boost at the end of January, early February across the network um, because when interest rates pull back a little, buying activity kicks up and you want to be in position ahead of that. You don't want to wait until the homes are going under contract. It's too late at that point. The, the agent is already contacting who's top of mind, who they've talked to recently, and same with buyers, they're doing their searches. And if you don't rank in Google or don't have those reviews, you're late. So I want to encourage everyone to get proactive and prepare for maybe later this year when interest rates find their home, wherever that is. And when mortgage rates find their home, wherever they settle in at, you want to be ready. You want to be in the game. You want to have your website top notch. You want to have your automations dialed in. You want to have your processes down. You want to have your template dialed in. And also just everything is not permanent when it's happening. I want to remind everyone of that. And we're facing this with our own business at times over the years where as good or as bad as it is, it's not going to stay that way. Things change quickly. The narrative and the economy can change quickly. Um, so basically don't give up because I'm still seeing inspectors hang in there and stick to their good habits. And if you don't have good habits, this is the time to start them in terms of prospecting. Are you getting on Zillow and searching for busy active agents to reach out to? Are you sending off those personalized emails, trying to connect with these agents and get coffee or ask them about the market? You've got to stay top of mind. And this is the time to be resilient. This is the time to stick to it and continue to focus on taking action every day when you wake up. Not the fact that the phone's not ringing because for some of you, the phone is not ringing because you are not taking action, because you're not putting your name out there your emails aren't going out, you're not on social, you're not thinking about blogging. So it all comes together in times like this where you're only as good as your marketing strategy. So um, just a note of encouragement there. Um, I know I've heard so much feedback over the last two months at conferences and doing roundtables and talking to inspectors. So I wanted to share a little bit of what we've been hearing out there. And so whether you're adding ancillary services, um, whether you're 
doubling down on your customer service or doubling down on your marketing and your strategy to reach out to agents every single week, making those calls and sending those emails, um, stick to it and amp it up. I think it's not only the time to stick to it, it's the time to, to five exit or 10 exit if you wanna get results in a down market uh, because it's all about grabbing market share and meeting those agents because there are inspectors dropping out of the business every month and you want to capture those agents that they were working with. So anyway, enough of the pep talk, but uh, enjoy the interview with Floyd and Sandra, and uh, we'll be talking to everyone soon. Uh, cool. Well, Floyd and Sandra, welcome. Thank you for joining me on the pod. Um, you know, we chatted a little before we just got on. You guys are lovely. You guys have great energy already, so I'm excited to, to dig in here. Let's give everyone a quick intro to you both, um, kind of where you sit in the industry, kind of uh, how, you know, why we're here. All right. Well, uh, I started this business 24 years ago as a home inspector um, um, and uh, to help people and and never look back. For So for 24 years, uh, we've been doing this and Sandra came on board and she brought a whole new dynamic to our company. And we went from a, a, a multi-inspection to a big time multi-inspection firm uh, by adding uh, Sandra's talents, and uh, so very blessed to to uh, to have uh, to have had her in my life. And I'll, I'll introduce you now. This is Sandra. Hi, um, I actually come to you from a banking background. Um, I was banking for twenty years, and after multiple bank robberies, um, decided to get out of that and go into the home inspection field. Started out as a contractor um, with our company, and determined that I really enjoyed understanding a little bit more about the houses and kind of the passion just kind of struck me and Floyd and I've been working together ever since. Um, we've been together for 15 years and love every minute of it. Beautiful. And where are you guys located regionally, just so people have context? Um, we're located on the East Coast, uh, primarily Virginia, North Carolina. Okay, great. And how... How did we get connected? I'm sure people want to know. Everyone, people always want to know, like how how people, what their connection to Spector is, or um, whether it's personal conference. Uh... Well, that's a that's a, a great question. Um, we teach home uh, pre licensed home inspections and continued education credits, uh, and uh, across the country, and just love giving back to people. And when your program came out, um, uh, it's something that was very well needed. Uh, a really top-notch program that, uh, that really hit it, hit all the marks, and y'all's did. And as as everything was coming in, um, as as positive, uh, and our students were asking us, you know, who do you recommend? Well, you know, I've been since for 24 years. I was with a different company, and uh, yes, we decided to turn to Spectora, and we're uh, very very pleased. Uh, that uh, we're able to use Spectora products uh, in our company. Um, and we train for ICA across the country, the top you know, training company there is. If you want really personal, great training, that's exactly who you need to call. It's a uh, very comfortable, great people, just like you are, just like your company. We're all, we're all family owned and we wanna take care of people. Big time. Um, when did you guys get into teaching? Was it a passion? Did it? Did you stumble into it? I'm always curious when people make that transition to. Oh yeah, her, <laughs> well, her fault. Well, <laughs> we started out with teaching um, continued ed for realtors and and helping right. them to understand why a home inspection was so important and 
you know, why, what bridge we needed to gap there where they had the, the negative vibe about what a home inspector does and we don't want to be able to deal killers and what we needed to do to help show them why we're there to help them and their client. So after that, um, I had some goals for us as a company that I wanted Floyd to take the knowledge that he had harvested over his, his number of years. He's also a, a class A contractor. And I wanted him to take that and utilize it toward helping not just our clients, but as many clients as he possibly could. And the best way to do that was to educate them, to get into the um, pre-licensing and CE courses. So we started out with teaching CE courses in North Carolina um, back in 2014 and loved that every minute of it. And an opportunity came up for us to teach for ICA. I sent him out to Chicago. We did an interview and they said, boom, we, we want you to work with us. So from 2018 on, that's what we've been doing. We still have our home inspection company mm -hmm. and, and help our clients on a daily basis for that. But now we teach the pre-licensing for them. And what, because uh, I'm curious, because some some inspectors, not, not, not you all obviously have a mentality of, oh, I'm training either my competition, but I think Next level thinking is saying, hey, if we can make the next crop or generation of home inspectors better, it raises oh, the whole industry, I imagine. Absolutely. So like, I mean, what was that, kind of your mentality that is there? our goal. Yeah. That's our goal from the day one was we don't look at anybody else as competition. You know, we've got to make sure that everyone that's out there understands the value of a home inspector and what we bring to the table. And by being able to show all students that they need to bring that same value and elevate the whole profession is what it's all about. Yeah. You know, we measure our success by our student success. You know, we love hearing those success stories from them. Um, I talk to most of our students on a regular basis, helping them out with questions, concerns, as well as giving them mentorship with their new business. And many may not know this, but I think still about half the states, there's no state um, regulation. And so education becomes so important, even more so in those states where you could roll out of bed and, and try to be a home inspector, right? It very much is. You know, I want to give back more than I than I um, could possibly imagine. And this is the avenue to do it. Uh, in our classes, we also, we, we teach um, the theory of home inspections. And that is... Mm -hmm where you get involved in, in the house, it's not a box of bricks. You know, if you, and, and we have a statement that if you treat it as a job, you're gonna make mistakes. If you treat it as a passion, then you're gonna do a great job every time. Mm. And that's what we teach is passion. Be passionate about, you know, it, it, to, to all of our listeners out there, how many families do, does a home inspector change in one inspection? How many families get changed? Their lives get changed in one inspection. What do you think, Kevin? You got the buyer, you have the seller, you have the buyer's agent, the listing agent, and ultimately your family. Every single inspection that is being performed right now, there's five families that are going to benefit from that one inspector's great inspection report and inspection. I absolutely love this because I think sometimes the industry can be re either reduced to just contractors going through and telling you what's wrong. Whereas like, there's such a bigger uh, place in the transaction when you think of it that way, of course, you know, and like, and these are real relationships with agents and buyers. And I think we need to tell those stories more, frankly. So I love that you guys teach from that perspective. I think that's really refreshing. 
And think about this, you go into a 1972 house. How old is it? It's 50 years old. Can you imagine if those walls could talk? The, the love that is given, the history that's in the, it wants to tell you a story. Every house wants to tell you a story. It's just a matter of, do you want to really talk to it and listen to it? And, and if you can enjoy a home inspection that way by, by treating it as a person and getting to know it like your first date, your first date, you, you, I guarantee you, you didn't see anybody else in the room except that date. That's, when I go on an inspection, Sandra, that is our date. And we will absolutely enjoy. She might not give up her her uh, secrets right away, but at the end, yeah, she you will. go find them. Yeah, exactly right. And and then enjoy uh, documenting and uh, and putting it down and helping this family understand what they're buying, not whether to buy it or not to buy it. Right. But you know, I I want to tell you a story real quick. I did one in, in Newport News, uh, Virginia, and it was in a not a good neighborhood. And I got to the house and it had all kinds of issues. It was a thousand square foot, basically piece of junk. I was not in the mood. It was a rough morning already. And I was in a hurry and I just, my, I was getting carpal tunnel, writing everything down. And I was there early. And I hope all of our people listening do get to your inspection early, at least 30 minutes. It matters really a lot. And, um, you know, I, I heard hit that my client get out or somebody get out of the car and came up behind me. And I turned around and this six foot six guy sitting down, staring down at me. And, I, and he said, I'm buying this house. And I had two things I could say. And that is, what are you going to do with this piece of junk? Or, and what I did do, and I said, congratulations on your brand new house. And he just looked at me and he started crying. And I mean, bawling. He literally was bawling. And I'm like, you know, sir. And he grabbed a hold of me and he hugged me and I said, yes, sir. He said, I'm the first one in my family to ever be able to afford to buy a house. And then here comes his parents, his father. You should have seen him and his father hugging and his father saying, I'm proud of you, son. And, and I don't, we don't know why they're buying it, but we've got to appreciate that maybe we might not live in it, but that's another family that is buying it for reasons that, and then his, his uncles came out of the car. And everybody's going to fix this house up and everybody's high-fiving and hugging and crying. Oh, oh my man. Lord. So, so treat a house as it really deserves. It has a history. And see, we teach history. And every house has a history and has stories. If, a, if an inspector will go there and start treating a house this way, he will find the passion in this business and, and the money will flow in. If you're only in it for the money, to me, you miss the boat. First of all, I've done 103 episodes. This that was one of the best stories I've ever heard. Um, do you tell that story in your in classes? Do you tell new inspectors versions of that, or, or you know, do... for 24 years, you think I have stories? <laughs> Home inspectors have stories. No, I've done over 20,000 inspections. <laughs> the amount of people and and in the house isn't an issue, and everybody that's listening knows this. The house we can deal with. It's the people. Right. That's where the issue comes in. And so the theory that we teach in our classes is about how to work with all parties, because a, a perfect inspection is not that you're perfect like Jesus. A perfect inspection is when you did your best and you can look in the mirror and say congratulations to yourself and everybody read your report, hear what came, what came out of your mouth and says, that's a guy that I can be proud of. Or a woman. 
or woman that that's what i mean by guy <laughs> but yeah. but that level of care and empathy and connection to the people around the transaction um can't be talked about enough because i think that that keeps every inspector present in every inspection and doing their best work and realizing that nah it's not just two a day that you're running through to kind of get your paycheck it each one when each one matters that's when people leave you great reviews right that's when agents tell other agents about you and then you're doing a, a great job and you have a great business so i I love the deeper kind of connection and purpose to it because it, it, it matters. At the end of the day, what, what really does get us in trouble? What, at the end of the day, what, what takes away our credibility um, is, is any little thing, but mainly our mouth. Do you know out of a two and a half, three hour inspection that Sandra will do, you know how much time she spends with the client? This is interesting. 15 minutes. Okay. I mean, you're probably looking at a good 15 to 30 minutes is about all you get with the client to right. win their approval. You know, as a woman in the business, it's even harder because I have to really let them, them know right off the bat that they've made a great choice by hiring a female inspector versus you know, the normal male middle-aged. That's inspector. a whole nother podcast. You know, that's a, I would say that's a whole nother, ad, yes. uh, another series. However, um, but you only get a few moments to, to be able to read them, read the room and see how do I need to proceed to make sure that I fit, make sure everybody's comfortable with what I'm doing, but also be able to tactfully keep them entertained while you're able to do your job without being interrupted. You know, you want to be there to answer all their questions by all means, you know, but being able to, to keep them out of arm's distance while you're able to do that job, that's a whole nother podcast as well, learning yeah. the techniques and how to do that. But um, it's, it's important to get them that information and understand how your report can translate everything that you see in a manner that they can fully understand that's not clouding their judgment and that you're not making your complete judgment. And so they interpret it as if you're the one that's deciding whether they should buy the house or not. Right. You know, There's an about, art to it. It's about giving them the information that they need in order to make an informed decision. Oh, so I have so many questions here, but namely, clearly you, you all have figured this out and learned this over your careers. When you're teaching new inspectors, is there, is this, part of the curriculum? Is there sections primarily on kind of the art of communication um, in understanding these things? Or do they just have to go through the reps? Do they just have to kind of learn it over the course of years? Uh, we've we've <laughs> mastered it. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a secret that that is one of the most difficult things to do. And that is to take a group of people in a room and break them down uh, very quickly because people do not learn in a normal atmosphere. We're You have to be very comfortable to learn and so what we do is we look at everybody in our room and we tell them y'all are family and that's exactly the way we treat it and, you know we're here to help you but you've got to just now relax be who you are mm. be open up and be who you are now that that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> when you ask somebody to be but then when you do kevin they open up they mm -hmm. just their minds open up and it's amazing that they can retain. We have one of the highest success rates and, and pass rates there is. But you know what the better pat, uh, rate that we love is success rates in business. And that's what we what we were about is helping people in this business. 
And, you know, Sandra asked me this. She says, well, you know, we always ask each other out of a class of 25 people, how many really are going to make it in this business? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as everybody that's listening, it's not easy. You know, we can go over how difficult it is all day long, but the rewards that you get out of it is, is so superior than anything else to know at the end of the day, you're doing something very, very special and a legacy that will go with you because other families are now benefiting from you. And that's an amazing thing to, to, to know that you're able to do that every day. 100%. And I think this year specifically, there's going to be opportunity um, given the shifts in the economy. You, you see layoffs in certain sectors and parts of the economy. Um, what would you say to, to anyone considering getting in the business? Because I'm sure there's going to be people watching this and listening that um, are either in the construction space or they're a contractor and they're thinking about becoming a home inspector. I know you have probably a hundred things you could share, but what are some of those um, whether it's wisdom or lessons or just things to know that students don't typically know before they see you guys. Say what? Well, I got it. All right. Anybody that listening, you want some of the best training, regardless of whether you go into home inspections or whether you want more knowledge. When, when you're done with this class, your, your knowledge of everything is going to be more immense than anybody else you know. Everybody around you will benefit from you taking this class. And what it's going to do is help. What we do is, and Sandra will do this with every single, she'll take a mirror and she'll say, look into, you know, look at me. You tell me, are you home inspector material? Mm. Because you've been with us for eight to 10 days. You know, we do a lot of in-person. That's where we love. We love the in-person stuff. But, you, you know, look in the mirror and, and really make that decision. And if it's not, then we did you a favor. Take your knowledge and move on to something else. But there isn't a person out there that won't benefit from this course. And, and we can, you know, it, it's that good of a course. I love that, first of all, because um, I imagine... You know, you, if you ask them that maybe at the end of the course, they learn throughout it the characteristics and traits and behaviors they need to succeed. What are what are some of those commonalities of inspectors that you've seen over the years uh, make it? You know, I always tell them, you know, first and foremost, it's you have to, to put ego aside, you know, which is, is usually the hardest thing because you know, our, we, we think the job as a home inspector is it's our job to find the defects, the deficiencies, to be the know-it-all and, right. you know, to be the end-all be-all. Right. And unfortunately, that's not necessarily the case because a lot of times when we do that and we have that mentality or that um, energy, then what it does, it tends to either put people on the defense. So if you're the seller and you happen to be at the inspection, and there's a little bit more of an arrogance or ego going on, then you, you've kind of put a barrier up against, you know, you and the seller right. um, that doesn't necessarily need to be there. If you're trying to impress maybe your client that you know everything and you're going to find everything, sometimes you can put blinders on to where you are so picky that you document hmm. every little thing, but that one thing that you didn't catch then it's going to come back to bite you because they were like, well, he or she caught all of this, but they obviously missed something great. Hey, Kevin, right. I got a question for you. Who would you rather do an inspection with? Who would you rather trust and, and hang out with? Your brother or a stranger? 
my brother. Okay. In most cases, <laughs> that's correct too. If you said sister, I might disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> However, that um, what I'm getting at there is, is Sanders was right. We only have 15 plus minutes to, to gain their trust and you can't do that on a good day. And yet you've got to do it with a client. Uh, you know, you don't, we don't, we teach that you don't get it by being technical. You mm -hmm. get it by being caring. That it is a, it, and people feel that when you just say, Hey, congratulations on your new house. You know, I'm going to go through it real good for you. You know, I guarantee you, you know, your family to me, it, it's like, we're buying this house together, right. you know, let them really get that feel. And, and there's a lot of little statements that can be said like that, that we've come up with over the years that work out really well, but treat them like family, because at the end of the day, if they see something um, that you did not, and how many people are going to see something in 30 days that you, that they feel like that maybe you might should have told them about at uh -huh, just about every one of them. Everyone, yeah. Yeah. So what we want to do is have that feel that um, I'm sure he saw, he just probably didn't think it was any big deal. And if it, they do think it's a big deal, who gets the first phone call if there's a trust factor? The home inspector does. Because yep. I can tell you what, every home inspector out there knows this, that if you come behind a contractor, you already lost. Yeah. They're going to throw you under the bus. Yep. I love that framing because, yeah, people tend to give the benefit of the doubt to people they know, like, and trust. Right. And I think you, you make such a great point of that 15 minutes you have, how do you build rapport? How do you build trust? And it's with care. And I think that message cannot be repeated enough. There's, I guarantee there's experienced inspectors listening to this that need the reminder of you can't bust through that with technical jargon because home buyers are only getting younger. And I can say this as an old millennial, that millennials don't typically even know how to change a furnace filter. So you can't get too technical with them. You have to level with them and speak in, in terms they understand. And that's tough for a home inspector to do because most home inspectors out there are technical. Right. And, and they talk like robots. They talk to them like, okay, yeah, let me let me let you know what's wrong with your get over that. Break down and, and treat the person in front of you as if they are your loving family. And that you use all of your talents and all of your ability for three, three plus hours to give them everything you've got to make sure that they are very well informed of what they're buying. I think if you guys just, I think if you guys just like house doctors, like doctors know a ton of big words that the average person doesn't understand, but their bedside manner, they break it down in ways we can understand when we're laying there. Right. And I think, I think of you guys as the same. And so you can pick up that really quickly from your doctor, from your, from anybody you come across, you can pick it up just as quickly. So why can't our clients pick it up too? So if everybody out there would just continue to practice on looking at the person across from them and just being nice, Sandra will tell them the way to get used to this is start opening up and leaving the, you know, we go into the grocery store and we figure out how far fast we can walk through the door and not have to hold it open for the next person. Yeah, whereas I, instead, you know, our theory and the way to start training is start having people do something nice for somebody strangers out, out of the blue, blue day one of our training course, because what you're doing is you're helping get yourself out of your own way. We've been conditioned with COVID and the lockdowns over the last few years of really isolating ourselves and not having that personal contact. And so much of our business is that one-on-one -on -one. understanding people, their behaviors. And by being able to do that, it's certainly a benefit. 
Yeah, I love that. Let's talk in the context of the current economy and how, you know, how we can talk to inspectors thinking about getting the business in, say, a recession, say, you know, say we're in a recession, say there's going to be one this year. You all have operated, I imagine, through the last one and and, and other other markets, right? Um, What, how do you frame it? How are new inspectors thinking about it? How should they be thinking about it getting in at a time um, where maybe times are uncertain or it's a, a, a short-term dip? Well, I, I can tell you this too will pass. Uh, I started as a contractor realtor back in the 80s when the interest rate was uh, 15%. Uh, so lived through that, you know, 2008, you know, downturn was a really tough one that, that most people, you know, understand uh, uh, recently. But it goes God, it's tough because if you've been in business, you're going to find out real quickly whether or not how your trust was. And, and mm. what the, yeah, because when people are busy, they're just going to call up numbers. But when they get real selective, like they're getting selective now, you're going to start finding out exactly your, your report card now. I'm no offense, but that's just going to have to be the way it is. Okay. Yep. Because people are still buying and selling. They're right. just, they're just not picking up our phone as much as it used to be. And what we want to do is, like you asked, is what can they do to to possibly get that phone um, ringing more than it is? And Sandra, go ahead. You know, my first thing I always tell you is, you know, building those relationships, you know, taking the time to get in front of your realtors that have been using you. Use your data that you already have through Spectora and, you know, your program to determine who your top realtors are. Maybe ones that haven't used you for a while. Go back to the ones that maybe aren't using you and find out what could you have done better to mm. ensure that you get a better rapport with them and a, a relationship. If nothing else, you use it as a learning experience for yourself so that you can, you know, avoid those mistakes later. Wonderful advice. Um, I think this is a time where, where experienced inspectors go back to the basics, right? Asking what you can do better, how you can grow your businesses together. Um, because you never, when we're, when everyone was busy, we were never thinking about business that we lost, or you don't know if an agent just stopped using you because everyone was sprinting so fast after COVID, right? Absolutely. All right, Kevin, let me give you some, some, uh, our, our friends out there, some good brothers and sisters, some good news, in my opinion, over the years, I've done a lot of surveys and stuff right now. There is, if you take 10 realtors, there's at least three of them that are looking for another inspector. They will still go with the inspector they've got, but there's something that they just maybe want something different or the inspector said something and what what's the worst curse word in our business Kevin what do you think it is it's a four letter word in the home inspection business what do you think that is the worst oh. curse word you can think of um, <laughs> m o l d <laughs> okay i was you had me thinking there thanks for bailing me out yes that's that's the killer yeah that to, is, realtors that hate killer. yeah realtors hear that and yeah Look, so so even though the realtor, even though it's slim out there, the realtors are still perked up. If you just got to be able to get in front of them, Sandra loves the um, uh, the Sundays, the open houses and stuff. You got to be conscientious of their time and and don't lead them astray or anything. But always talk them up and say, hey, you, you know, I've heard great things about you, and never ask for their car. Uh, never never give them your card. Mm. 
Yeah, when y'all are marketing guys and girls, ask don't for theirs. Ask for ask theirs. theirs. It, yeah, th then you go back and you can then send them an email the next day saying, what a pleasure that evening. What an absolute pleasure to have met you. Here's my information. And now you've got it started. All you need to do is get it started and then you cultivate it. Don't wait too long to go back and hit it again. If you do, you're going to lose that contact. Don't be pushy because you'll lose it that way too. You've got to be able to wait your turn. If you cannot wait, then you need to find another job or some way of, of getting your money. But don't sound, um, you know, uh, dire straits of that you're, you're not going to be able to feed your family unless they give you an inspection because they can sense that real quick. Yeah, let's let's talk about that because I, you know, you all have started a business. I've started a business clearly and early on, you it's so hard to fight off that you really need this to work and that you want this to work. What are uh some strategies or ways inspectors can kind of fight off that like desperation mentality cuz you're right. When someone feels that, I used to be an agent when when you'd hear it, you know it and there's no chance. So, um yeah, how do inspectors shake off that imposter syndrome when well, I know one one thing that, you know, a, a common mistake, I think, that a lot of inspectors or new inspectors do is they try to be the the most value priced mm -hmm. inspector out there. Um, and what that does is it just kind of degrades the whole industry. Cheap as so it, make yep. Sure make sure your pricing is comparative with every other inspector that's in your area. But maybe find something that sets you apart, whether it's an additional service that you offer that maybe is not offered in your area, mm -hmm. um, whether it be adding in thermal imaging or sewer scopes or water quality, anything of those natures, something that you can do that just sets you a little bit apart from everybody else in your area. I love this because uh, unique value propositions, right? Like new inspectors, it's like the conversation we always have. And you guys put out, you know, great resources and content on this as, as do we of saying, think past the basics of, oh, I, uh, I'm thorough. You know, I look, you know, it's like everyone's going to say they're thorough and great with customers, but how do you take it a step further? And Floyd, I want to dig into what you said of either telling that story a little deeper of how you treat it like family and that like that you're treating it like if your grandma was moving in that house, I think. Inspectors have trouble with that sometimes, right? It's not their forte to market or sell. And so I think- Box of bricks. Yeah. That's what they look at it, Kevin. They do. And 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 that's what we really would love to to, to our brothers and sisters to, to spend more time and understand that that is more than a box of bricks. It is a home. You would, let me put it to you this way. Be the God on inspector that you would want to hire. How about that? You know what? You know your talents. Look in the mirror and you, and you succeed what you see in the mirror for everybody. Why do it? Why do it differently for them that you would not do for your family? You should treat everybody like family because that's the most important thing that they're going to ever buy. For the most part, is that house. You know, and from there, that's where your all of your referrals are going to come from. Yes, you know, and, and it goes back to if if you treat someone the way you would want to be treated, giving them the information in a, in a great manner, and giving them that good bedside manner, as you spoke of. That's where your referrals are going to come from. That's where your realtor is going to feel great about the decision they did because you're a reflection of them. If they're the one that recommended you, you know, they don't want to hire someone that um, they don't have that same mesh with and good comfort feeling. Yeah. So I I make sure that we, uh, you know, give that out. 
I like to think of that wow factor. You know, we've all had experiences over our life with certain brands when you're just like, damn, that was way better than anything I've ever experienced or way better than I expected. Um, and our industry needs more of that thought process instead of just up oh, the standard, you know, status quo, you know, you go through, everyone's just checking boxes. It's like, no, we have to elevate the industry. There's gotta be six star experiences, seven star experiences, eight star experiences. Oh, absolutely. One other thing to remember all of our brothers and sisters out there, you're, you're rolling billboards, wear your, wear your shirt. Okay. Always carry cards with you. You know, um, always advertise, hold the door open. When you hold the door open for somebody, I go back to this. It's such a, a simple thing, but they literally look at you in the eyes. How many people in a day actually look at you straight? I mean, actually look at you, not many. Right. And you want to advertise yourself. But so you take the time to look at more people in the eye and say, have a great day. Hey, how are you here? Let me get that for you. I can tell you it will benefit your life wholeheartedly, not only in the home inspection world, but in your personal life, too. I love that. I've never thought of that. I think that's that's like a new thought pattern for me of uh, inspectors just out in the world wearing their polos or hats and just being nice to people sometimes can can be the best advertisement out there. Absolutely. And and in every inspection we do, you've got to remember how many marketing abilities you have. You've got a seller, buyer, and two agents. And those agents have agents in the in, in the room. So take advantage of every inspection you can with that heartfelt love and caring and let them know that they got you for life as a consultant after the inspection is done. Um, you give the realtor out of boys, you got the best realtor <laughs> in the business. Uh, and actually, uh, I think Xander and I are talking about getting together a, um, a, a podcast or something it, for all of those statements, the, the beginning statements, what to say if they do yes. this, what if they do that, and all your end statements that you can use that has worked over the years beautifully. Oh, if you don't do it soon, we can do another episode and, uh, and just have it purely about language. I think that's such a good idea. I think that would be a really good one. Yeah. Great that's, call. It's out of our classes. That's what they say. Do you have a book for those languages? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I started putting them together, <laughs> but but that's what we're about. You know, ICA is all about training, all about helping families uh, to to look into this new career, and 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 it's a beautiful career that it is. Anytime you can make money by helping families as much as we do, that is a blessing. And the knowledge that we give you at ICA, you know, it, it, what it comes down to is what are you going to do with it? Are you going to benefit people around you? It doesn't matter whether you're a home inspector or not. Benefit people with the knowledge that you gain. Good knowledge, man. Really good knowledge like this. I mean, how much stuff? Do you know what a three-way switch is, Kevin? This is pretty cool. Yeah. And, and it's a it's multiple switches that control the same device. And it just doesn't have on and off written on it. So it's little stuff like that that we can tell the realtors and tell the buyers these little statements that just make them feel like without having to you be like, oh, I'm King Daddy. These little things come out and just really help people feel comfortable with you. Like, he's cool. He's smart. <laughs> All by that on and off, I have impressed more clients with that on and off button. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. There's so many little hacks and, and uh, there's so much knowledge, I think home inspectors uh, forget that everyone doesn't know. I think it's easy to be in the bubble and think, oh, it's common knowledge. Not, not to people that don't know homes the way you guys do. No. What, 
I'm curious if there's a, any types of professions or prior careers that lend themselves well to being a good home inspector. Have you guys noticed well, any trends? You or, might be surprised with this say, one. I, my, my favorite thing is I tell people all the time, they ask us, you know, what kind of is the prerequisite to be a home inspector? And I come from the mentality is the will to learn mm. is the biggest thing because you can come off with inspectors that have been you know, a contractor before, and sometimes they come to you with knowledge of how they think it's supposed to be done right. or maybe how they were taught to do it. They have a hard time taking that hat. it's not necessarily the correct way. Right. And to be able to remove their contractor hat or their engineer hat or their architect hat and say, you know what, I'm going to be a home inspector. That's where the difficulty lies, where someone that doesn't have all of the home experience Maybe they come from another profession. You know, we have a lot of military that are getting out of the military and need to find something to do. And they have a, you know, love of homes and this is a way that they can get into it. I love having that person that has that fresh perspective, the sponge that we can just pour information and they just soak it up so much. And they have the desire to help people, the passion for the industry and their new career. And they are soaring, you know, Beautiful. once they can break down the contractors and say, hey, you know what, you know a lot about plumbing or electrical or whatever trade you were in, but there's so much more to this than just that. Once we can get them to open up and understand that, you know what, you're right, I have a lot to learn, then their level of success goes through the roof. So humility, I'm hearing, the will to learn, humility. Um, I really like that. And it's, and it's hard when you know something really deeply, like say plumbing or HVAC, right? Because you want to show people that naturally you want to like dig into the details, but this industry is so much about communication and the way it's conveyed mm-hmm. the buyers. Um, and I get, I, I trust me, I get it. It's hard. You got it. You got it really good. I mean, you understand it fully. And I hope our, our listeners out there do, uh, do too. Um, you know, if I could say anything to anybody, it would say, why don't you start tonight, look in the mirror and start a fresh start. And if you want to make a change, why don't you make a change in your own personality and be nicer, be opener, more open, put your shirt on, you market yourself, be proud of who you are, that you're out there helping families, not out there trying to beat the streets for money. It will come across that way. People will feel it and say, hey, how are you? Uh, wh- what do you do? You, you, you own a home inspection, but where's your card? Give me your card. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's about. Um, this is so good. I love this for new inspectors or people thinking about getting in the industry. So are there, are there things you all learned early on with, with the home inspection company that you've built that you kind of teach through and in in, through ICA? Like, are there some early lessons that you could, you know, if you think back to the early days of kind of like what, what really my made first thing, First thing that comes to my mind is own your mistakes. Mm. If you make a mistake, you know, listen to it, get your, you know, your ducks in a row, um, but make it right. You know, running from it or saying that you didn't make a mistake or, hi- you know, sometimes I even say hiding behind the SOP oh. is not your best friend. You know, and, and that's as a new inspector coming out, you know, you may not have the financial backing to be able to give refunds and do things, but you can try to do your best 
to make it right with the client, make it right with the realtor. Even if you decide that, you know, it's not something that you're going to give a refund on, just understanding what you did and how you maybe could have done it better and communicating that to your realtor and to the client is definitely the way to go. I mean, I, I can remember, you know, my first, you know, if you, I was like, I didn't want to answer the phone thinking, oh my gosh, did I do something wrong? But once I realized, you know what, I go in, I do the inspection in the same manner every time. I'm very thorough with what I do. I'm very methodical in the way that I do it. And, you know, I, I'm a very good multitasker. So I'm watching, I'm looking to see everything that I could. And when I feel like I did a great job and know I did a great job, and I leave that. We, we had a class, we had two guys that go into the kitchen. We take them out in the field and uh, they did a kitchen inspection perfectly, just like we taught them. Mm-hmm. And they hit their marks perfectly. Sandra and I are watching them. Both of them came out of the kitchen and they're like, okay, they're all happy. Uh, you know, we're done. I said, do you finish? Said, yep. Yep. Uh, Sandra says, if I go in there, will I see something that you didn't? The smile went off their face and they literally looked like they're going to cry. They're like, uh, <laughs> like I, just a blank stare. Maybe so. You know what Sandra told them? Get their ass back in the kitchen. <laughs> go back in. And, and you shouldn't, you should never leave a room or the house until you feel like that you've you done, a, yes. that you really know that you've done a great inspection. If you go out of that driveway and you have any question in your mind, that's the inspection that someone's going to call you back on. Now, let me yes. add something to that, Kevin, because a lot of people out there say, are new. So they're, they feel like that they're not as confident in their skills. Well, we teach this in our class and I want to teach this and tell people out there. Be comfortable with the skills that you know and know that you're going to be smarter tomorrow than you were today. But don't let that keep you from being the best you can be today and trust it. Trust, you know, that's how I've learned. Have I made my mistakes? Oh, my Lord, 24 years of doing this. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But like Sandra says, I step up to them. But at the beginning, I wasn't answering the phone because I knew, you know, I just wasn't confident in myself. And it wasn't my knowledge, I wasn't confident in my process. Mm. Kevin, if you put yourself in a position to see the, uh, to see the house, the, it, and then, then you've done your job. And it, that's all anybody can ask of you. And then after that, it comes down to what is your warranty? And I know in our business, everybody says, we don't, we don't give warranties. Well, I can tell you right now, everybody out there listening, your warranty is your name. Your warranty is your family. Your warranty is your future. That's your warranty. So over the years, I can be proud to say that Sandra has kept us out of um, uh, claiming liability insurance or E&O insurance at 24 years of doing this, but we probably have given back over $100,000. I mean, it, it, because it, it, especially with social media, you can't run from that one. Yeah. Back when I started, Kevin, if you upset somebody, it was maybe one or two people. You upset somebody now, it can be several thousand. Everywhere. It could be on the street. Yeah, it's, it's broadcasted everywhere. So again, it goes right back down to being, being a kind, humble, caring family person to everybody you meet. I, I'll tell you why I love this because I think it takes pressure off when, I think Sandra, you, put, you said, when you're willing to do what it takes to make it right, when you give a damn, if you make a mistake, if you're, if you know in your heart, you're going to do everything you can to make it right. Hopefully it takes the edge off 
of like, oh, you should never make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes as an inspector, right? It's going to happen. Human. Yeah. We're human. It, it's going to happen. You know, you, you think about it, you're at an inspection, you know, you may have nobody at the inspection or you may have eight or 10 people at the inspection with you. How easy is it to get distracted if that client is asking you a question and you were right in the middle of your inspection right. to understand where you need to go back to, to start after you answered that question, you're bound to have an issue at, a, at some point or another. You know, that's why we tell you, you know, use not only your paperwork, your report, you know, utilize your pictures, look at everything and make sure that you're taking, you know, the proper pictures, not a bunch of pictures that you don't need so that you don't get confused as to what kind of concerns are there. So if you had gotten distracted, you know, when you get home, you're, you have your report, you have your pictures, and together you can be able to put together a perfect inspection if you're just taking the right pictures. Pictures are worth a thousand words, brother. Oh, I remember I was the first one to take pictures uh, when I got started in this business. Mm -hmm. I was the very first inspection company. I took my yeah, little camera and I was taking pictures of the kitchen and this bless her heart, this old lady sitting at the table, she was a piece of work, jumped up. Why are you taking pictures of my house? You're going to come back and rob me. She went and no, Kevin, she went and got the phone and called her son, which was an attorney. Wow. And, and put, put in the, the buyer and the, and the realtor's eyes are this big. And, and she said, Floyd, are you allowed to take pictures? I said, I don't know. It's the first time I've ever I think. <laughs> yeah, I hope. <laughs> and the attorney got on the phone and said, uh, yeah, this is Floyd Gibbs, you know, inspections, can I help you? He said, um, are you taking pictures of my mama's house? I said, yeah. He said, you can come back and rob her. I said, sir, have you been in her kitchen lately? He said, are they still the old green appliances? I said, uh-huh. He said, get the phone back to my mom. <laughs> True story. And he ended up having her leave the house. But uh, no, pictures are worth a thousand words. And and uh, I've taken millions and millions of them over my time. But um, it, it, she's right. Uh, if you can perfect your picture taking, it takes a whole lot off of you. Yes. And I think that's an underappreciated uh, piece to the liability is the pictures are worth more than a block of text that could be misinterpreted. I've heard that so many times from um, lawyers in the industry and the E&O partners of saying like pictures with arrows cannot be denied, but Absolutely. the way you say something could be debated in court. You know, Absolutely. I took a lot of pictures when I first, I've done everything. I've tried everything there is no we always say If it could be done wrong, we've probably done it. <laughs> we've been in the business for that's time. how you have so much wisdom. That's how you know you everything. Know? So, yeah. Exactly. And that's why we say you gain knowledge from those little errors or, or omissions. When I was new, done. I wanted to take a bunch of pictures so I wouldn't forget anything. And so I ended up taking like 80 pictures and I got home. I'd made more mistakes on taking lots of pictures than when I broke down and I only took the right amount of pictures every single time interesting so taking more kind of through you know discombobulated I'm like, what, what did i take a picture of this wall for you start trying to find something wrong <laughs> yeah yeah you just stare at it right there yeah it's so like the crime scene the when they have all the pictures up on the wall they're just staring at it I put together pieces and i know that it, things work for different for other people but it, yeah. but to give you my stories again i could i could do i have tried everything known to mankind what has worked marketing what hasn't worked you name it. I mean, building a company that our size from where we were from, you know, our reports back then were handwritten. Right. And, That's right. and printed out on a printer. They weren't emailed. 
right? I mean, that's how far I Unbelievable. go. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I was a realtor seven, eight years ago. And I remember using a guy that just ripped off the carbon copy, the uh-huh. your inspection, you know, and it's those that still existed. But what I love about Spector is that you let you allow these kids to come out of the gate, man, having a absolute, you know, professional look. You've taken a lot of, because I remember having to build my own program off of another program and it was a pain. So, so thank you very much for that, for, for, for um, giving us tools that we need. We, we can teach, we're the best trainers, we're the top trainers in the country out there and, and because we love and, and every single one of our students is our friend or family and we're there for them. So if you can find a ICK class with us in it, come and visit us. It is more fun than you could ever imagine learning in person. Uh, a whole new way. Yeah, in person is where it's at. We're in person's undefeated. Oh, it really is. And uh, North Carolina is probably one of the top states, in my opinion, that, that has a course. If you want to take the best course, it's North Carolina. North Carolina, it's okay. 10 full days straight in a row, and we take you out to eight plus houses and in in uh, in in classroom training i mean it's huge but uh and accessible you know up in you know basically east of the mississippi that's not too far to go to get to get to uh, nc yeah if if y'all if you can ever make that if you can can muster that i think it's only $2400 $2500 but you get all of that it's it's the best training you could ever get if you want to come out of the gate right that's the way to come out of the gate buddy Yes. And it's in, in, you know, and we tell new inspectors this all the time. Uh, there's an investment up front that you need to make. And the ones that tend to invest have a higher correlation with succeeding because they get knowledge. They have better tools. Obviously we're biased on the software front. It's like, you have to treat this like it's going to be your long-term profession. I think the ones that think they can kind of tiptoe in and see if it works out, it's a little tougher, right? It puts them behind the eight ball a little bit of not having the training, not having the tools. Well, I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, there's people put value on college education, right? They, they don't have a problem with taking out student loans and things to get a degree. Well, why not take that same money and invest it in yourself and your business and your success? You know, I think that we, as a, as a, com- a culture, we don't instill that in people as much. It's, it's, you know, easy. To say, oh yeah. Go get a student loan. We have three children personal that loan. have student loans. <laughs> Very and, and three of them aren't working in the field that they went. Right. But at least with this, I mean, take that same money, go get a personal loan if you need to and say, you know what, I'm going to invest 10 to $15,000 in myself. You're the best investment out there. You know, the stock market, there's no guarantees. But you know what? If you have faith in yourself and your ability, you can do anything. And then oh. you pair that with, you know, having the proper training and the best software out there that is already given them leaps and bounds above the rest. Yeah. They've got your canned comments. They've got things that are going to make you look even more professional than you could ever imagine because your company's already put that research out there for them and already know what they need to write. You know, what better investment could you do? I, I wish every high school kid that, you know, is questioning college could watch this because I agree with you when you look at the cost of education and the types of jobs that they may or may not get after spending 200K versus 10 grand, what you just said exactly. could build you a career and a life. It's uh, yeah. it's insane, right? It's for a fraction, for like 5% of the, the cost. 
Exactly. Yeah, our, our career, the, the, what we do in this business is beautiful because you've got office work, field work, you're dealing with, with uh, you, you're challenged every day you wake up. And, and, and the challenge is, is how much nicer or, or how much people you can put around you that look at you and go, wow, that's a good person. Because that's what you want, because then the realtors are going to flock to you. Positive is going to attract positive all day long. So you guys get double feel goods by training people through ICA, but then through your own company, raising, you know, bringing up people, building up leaders. Um, let's yeah. just take a few minutes to touch on before we jet. I want to be mindful of your time of, of your business, of um, how it's been, you know, teaching inspectors, growing people within your organization. Like, how is that different, obviously, than teaching at ICA? Well, I, I think that we take a different perspective because when we look at bringing on somebody to our company, we're just not there trying to fill numbers. You know, it's not for us, it's not about just that growth. I want to add one person so I can bring, do 10 or 15 more inspections a week. We look at the person from inner, uh, inner person. How are they going to mesh with the values of our company, the mentality that we have? Um, the structure that we put within our company, but also, you know, how much we have that we can give back to them because we're working with them on growing their knowledge. Um, you know, we don't expect them to know everything when they come out of the gate, but what can we do to help mentor them, you know, and, and learning that, yes, are they going to be with us forever? Not necessarily, you know, I mean, yeah, if you can get, if you can get an inspector to stay with you for a couple of years, then you're doing something great. Um, we are very fortunate that most of our inspectors that once they come on with us because of the culture that we've created and the family atmosphere that we do, um, most of our inspectors decide to stay with us until they decide that they want to go out on their own and build their own company. We shake their hands. We shake the their hand and tell them, congratulations. We're glad that we were able to play some role in that for them, but it truly is about being able to mentor them and keep them understanding why they got in the business. Most inspectors forget that. They wanted to get in it because they wanted the family time to be their own boss, to be able to, to you know, make a good living for their family, to do something different. And we are so fortunate that we've been able to be a part of that for so many. We have a student that was um, in Arkansas that, wasn't sure what was going on. He, he borrowed money to take the course. And from there, um, he has been in business now, I think going on two years and he's going to be completely debt-free wow. at the end of this year. And or by middle of the summer, he told mm -hmm. me, and his family is, has a whole new lease on life, but it's all because of the way that he does his business and how he cares for his clients. For us to get a, a, a text message, hey, thank you so much. You, you know, your training just helped me get this 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 realtor firm. You know, we had somebody got the whole firm, and he said it's because of his training, because of of, of the way that we. Anybody can train you black and white. You, anybody, you know, but to train you to really understand the gray areas, the, to understand the gray areas, navigate them and to look in the mirror and love yourself and love everybody you meet. That's a whole new story there, because that's when you can really make a difference um, in your career and in your business, because people are going to want to work with you. You guys 
have been a pleasure to chat with. You have to promise me we'll do another episode in the near future <laughs> oh, because you you just exude so much, whether it's gratitude, good energy, you know, whatever universal vibe, whatever you want to call it, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it attracts people to you. I can tell, and I can tell it has so much to do with kind of your success and you seem happy. It's all these great things that I think this industry can bring, but also it's just who you two are. I'm, I'm learning. So um, thank you for spending an hour with me and uh, let's do a part two. I think oh, people are going to really appreciate it. Really do. And, and, and love everybody out there. Y'all have a great day. Keep your head up. And um, uh, if, if anything that we can do to help you, you can reach out to us on Facebook or anywhere. We're there for everybody. I will link family. I will link to um, just where to contact you guys in the descriptions of this pod. So people know um, whether it's the website or Facebook, and then I'm sure you'll be getting some people reaching out wanting to, to network. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what we're here for. We'd love to awesome. help. Well, thank you all. Appreciate it. It was fun. Have a great day. And thanks again. All right. Thank you.